0: Welcome to the Working Together Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Morales, thinker, maker, doer behind Working Together, the burgeoning hub of can-do and know-how inspired to explore who we are and how we can work together better. I'm fascinated by all the ingredients that you need to really make something happen, to really engage a system and the groups of people within it. And so, on this podcast, you'll hear a lot of stories from the people, projects, businesses, campaigns, communities, and so on we are striving for a more sustainable and progressive world. I call them the Archipelagos of a Possible Future. You'll hear their trials and tribulations, their reflections, their lessons learned, and hopefully you'll walk away with some actionable advice to start your own archipelago. Because what the world needs more than anything right now is more archipelagos of a possible future. So have a listen and join me.
1: kind of sit and you're quiet and you but you do what you do yeah you you contribute in your own ways but you kind of notice that other people are doing something and you get behind it in your mind it's kind of like replying to a text message in your mind and then two weeks later someone says i never heard back from you about such and such and they're like oh i'm so sorry i replied in my mind i think most people politically are replying in their mind
0: in this mini episode it's like 15 minutes long or so, I'm sharing a kitchen table reflection between my wife, Heather Cosedetto and I. On the heels of January's Invisible College session, Heather and I had some further thoughts on a diagram that came up during show and tell. Uh, this diagram was Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you're not familiar with that diagram, maybe go and Google that or check out the show notes to this episode to follow along. Precarity keeps us in this in this base of the pyramid. This is where we're having to think and act. We don't we don't move up into those higher layers of Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And and as such, you know, not only are we seeing uh, the poverty of our situation, but we're seeing the poverty of the pyramid because Isaac then mentioned, like, you know, I'd love to be able to move up into these higher parts of the pyramid, but I can't because of this, and I wouldn't want to be politically engaged until I was able to move up into that. You know, like until I was able to do the self reflection and and the like personal work that you need to do to be able to then engage in a constructive manner in the political realm in the political sphere. So it's like, and that's not even in the diagram. Like that, whole poli- the political realm isn't isn't there at all. Isaac said. That's not how it was when he was younger, Uh, you know, and it's the same for me too. We went to demos, we were very politically engaged and we were having conversations with our peers and, you know, like in our late teens and early 20s to mid 20s or so, we we were doing demonstrations and all this kind of stuff, but we weren't getting enough sleep, we weren't getting enough food. You know, we we weren't really caring too much about our interpersonal relationships. Safety wasn't a big thing for... You know, like, we were putting ourselves in these situations against police officers and whatnot <laughs> where, you know, who knows what could happen. Um, and and that was like, you, you know, we were able to do that then. But the thing is, is, as you get older, you become less able to do that. You need to actually start... these self-care regimes, in a sense, and begin to like cement those more. You know, we talk about how our society is built for, you know, adults, right? It's not built for children. There's, like, the physical space is, like, automobiles, adults, being productive workers. That's, but that's, that's, like, at a material level, at a, like, political participatory level, it's built for retired old people. And teenagers. And teenagers to contribute in that way. So the political discourse that we have is one of, like, finger-wagging old people <laughs> who are like,
1: <clears throat> you and know, raised
0: shouting, raised shouting teenagers. teenagers. And so it and makes, and all of
1: the grownups in the middle are at work.
0: Yeah. We're Facebook at work. Facebook sharing. Facebook sharing and like stuck in these boxes of routine mm-hmm. and kids and da 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 da. And we know that. We know what we were in. We were stuck in that shit, and we had two hours a day with our children. Everything else was either work or being in transit between work and home. I mean, you don't have any time whatsoever to to consider getting involved politically in anything other than voting or anything like this.
1: Even if... If voting?
0: If voting. Yes. I mean you might, you because might even maybe miss if you, that.
1: If you work for the government <coughs> or some other large enough entity, yeah, they'll let you off work to go vote. Yeah. But at a cafe, even if they even if they are legally obliged to let people off to go vote, or even if the polls, the polls are different now, right? Like when I was a kid, it seems like there was these very narrow, very narrow voting times, but now there's lots of different ways to vote. Yeah. So it's much easier, but I don't think most people know that. Yeah. For some strange reason. Yeah. And so, you might find you might not realize until all of those other options had evaporated, oh, today's the last day to vote, is usually... And then, by then, you have not advance asked for the time off. Whereas, in those other jobs, you can say, I'm going to go vote now. And, like, when you have the desk yeah. job. But yeah, if you yeah. don't have a desk job, and you're the only person at a counter, and you...
0: You have to plan it.
1: You Yeah, you'd have to plan it out. You had to know ahead of time. You
0: have to plan it out. You have to be really committed, and people are exhausted because they're focusing on just the basic needs and that that's pretty much it right
1: we have young adults and we have as you put out an elder generation which i think a lot of them would take offense and so with the teenagers to how we have just characterized them fair enough (laughs) they're right but maybe they haven't been at enough demonstrations and uh community uh Community panel sessions to see the percentages we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you're right, not all elder generations are like that, and not all young adults are like that, but the bulk is. And so we're just going to talk in brute generalizations, because the squeaky wheels are getting the grease, and they are controlling the narrative. Right? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that all people who are young adults and are politically uh, engaged are raising their fists and shouting angrily and knocking over newspaper boxes. And it doesn't mean that all old people are wagging their fingers and screaming about not wanting there to be anything resembling a sewage treatment plant within 50 kilometers of their property. Value value. Exactly. Thank you for reading in the lines. I was going to put in parentheses in my mind. I said read, colon, value, and parenthesis. That doesn't mean that all of them do that. Those no, are the I squeaky don't. wheels, yes, but the yes. squeaky wheels are controlling the narrative, which means we're still right about this because if they're controlling, if those factions are controlling the narrative, then we're not having an adult conversation.
0: The silent majority
1: are the adults. The young adults, the older adults, the middle adults are quiet.
0: Because of necessity.
1: Or, yeah, just, yeah.
0: Just like being stuck in the machine.
1: But you do what you do, Yeah. you, you contribute in your own ways, but you kind of notice that other people are doing something, and you get behind it in your mind. It's kind of like replying to a text message in your mind, and then two weeks later someone says, I never heard back from you about such and such, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I replied in my mind. I think most people politically are replying in their mind it's the silent majority that keeps the machine running. Yeah. Okay, so that's one way to look at the analogy. Another way of looking at it is to say the people that keep the machine running are not the robots in the middle doing work that generates the thing, but rather the higher level ideas and the decision making. The programmers, the coders, right? The writers, the creators. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Or the Machiavellians, right? Like the people out there Networking in such a way to get certain ideas on the table or the politicians or the activists who are really thoughtfully composing Campaigns to try to figure out how can I change Mm -hmm. the tone of this conversation, etc They are let they're out. They are kind of quietly watching all of that happen. They're never participating in that They're only replying in their mind, right? Yeah, and... anything else to say about that I'm replying in my mind <laughs> <laughs> let send. me just say that does not move society I'm just talking about those higher level like we're just replying in your mind to those higher level ideas yeah you don't participate in shaping the narrative
0: yeah yeah and and uh well I mean Part of the thing that's going on right now is that uh, the internet is making people, th- it's creating an unsafety, Yeah. this doxing that's happening. Yeah. So that doesn't help things very much because um, the whole thing about that hierarchy of needs thing is that that's like the second, that's the second layer up from food, shelter, warmth, is safety. Which is,
1: by the way, climate change is terrifying. Yeah. If everybody, every single, even people who thought they had safety figured out, if the only people who have quote-unquote personal safety left are the billionaires who have bunkers, then we are fucked as a society.
0: And, And then, you know, to your vulnerability theme, like, that's a great angle in is like, uh, the
1: doxing thing. I get the, to write about that now under that thing. By the way, see, it works really well.
0: That we, well, yeah, well, we basically created a situation where there's extreme unsafety in the future, as far as our models tell us. Uh, there's extreme unsafety in the current political discourse space of like. Can we cut
1: instead of both
0: Just being able to like talk about things online
1: without having um, people either jump down your throat for this reason
0: yeah
1: or like they they jumped down your throat because what you said wasn't perfect or yeah. careful enough yeah. so you got that side of things jumping down your throat and then on the other side you touched a nerve and what you said was spot on yeah. and so now you've got an entire faction of people jumping yeah. down your throat to try to shame you out of saying the thing anymore
0: find the resources mentioned during this episode at togetherworking.com slash the Working Together Podcast, all one word. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash working together. Your monthly contributions help make the show a sustainable thing. And the best part about it is that you get to join a global community of fellow changemakers. An online community of practice, so to speak, for making awesome stuff happen in your communities. Because I don't just want you to listen to these stories. I want you to make your own. Join me.